whenever you're ready. Oh <laughs> my God. Jessica. I've never been called a fox. <laughs> Dana. That's a classy name for a Harry. I like it classic. Okay. Do you? <laughs> Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. Sure. Out with the bad and in with the good, motherfuckers. That's right. Jessica. Dana. Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm great. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. I am Dana Powell. I'm Jessica Young. And. We are, we are here, here to, to rant, rant and, and rave. rave. We already ranted and raved in a green room dump that hopefully a friend who okay. I have yet to meet does not hear. And if so, you do, I apologize, sir. I apologize profusely. So I know that Jessica and I have been saying this for ages, uh, but we are trying to get better at what we do. We are trying to invest more time so that we can grow because you know, listen, we're not magic, but the world needs as much happy and goodness as it can True. get right now. Absolutely. So uh, I am going to try my hardest to learn what to do on Patreon. I don't know what I can promise you guys, but we'll figure out something. And my friend Jay is currently teaching me how to edit our videos. I don't know if everyone's aware of this, but we have been recording ourselves on video for the last two years and not using it. <laughs> Which he was like, you guys are not very smart to do that. <laughs> so that being said, one of the things that he did say to us too is, uh, how old's your computer? How old's your mic? How old's your this and that? Uh, Jessica and I apparently have grandma technology. Uh, so we are going to start a Patreon. We're going to see if y'all wants to help us grow. <laughs> I have a list of the upgraded equipment that Jessica and I need. I don't know if you're aware of that, Jessica. Um, and I'm going to start trying to sell some of my wares and start our Patreon. See if you guys want to help us and watch us grow. I mean, that could be fun, right? Yes. I went to a friend's house last week uh, to see an outdoor screening of a film they made, uh, which for us is normal. But I think for n regular people, it's like, what do you mean you went to watch a movie? Yes. Um, your friend made. Yeah. It was so good. It, I'm not sure when it comes out, but it's called Paint, y'all, uh, mm. by Britt McAdams. It's so lovely. Wait, is it literally called Paint, comma, y'all, or it's called Paint? Just Paint. Okay, because you said I'm it's called Paint, y'all. Yeah, I know. That's just Dana. <laughs> Yeah. It's called Paint with Owen Wilson and our friend Michaela Watkins. It's it's just really oh, wow. sweet. It's really sweet and funny. Anyway, uh, so this is she's he's married to Jen, who is our I Mom So Hard friend. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't been over, you know, it's been pandemic, so I hadn't been yes. over there for a while. But you and I have noticed they've got this beautiful studio they record their podcast in. Yes. Yeah, that's in their backyard, Jessica. What? <laughs> I'll do like, I'll do what? you one more. Didn't you the last time you were at Jen's house leave your water bottle there? I did, yeah. Uh-huh. I remember that. I left it there right uh it was the last time we had gone over there before the pandemic. Yep. And then it was there for a year and a half or more. <laughs> and they teased me because my sister was going to see their show in Oklahoma and they were like, "Oh, we should bring you her water bottle." <laughs> uh 
hilarious. I did finally get it back. <laughs> they did save it for me. Um, but anyway, why did I get into this Hollywood speak? About oh, because, uh, seeing Brit's movie and yes, and seeing the girls' studio. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, my friend Jay is very tech savvy and he kind of walked me through some easy ways that you and I can upgrade, but it's not free. You know, that's right. the thing. Of it's um, so anyway, we might come to y'all and ask for a little help in that regard. Mm-hmm. If you're interested in um, not hearing me talk like this, and oh Jessica be this loud. Uh, <laughs> I try, we try our hardest to fix some of that stuff, but equipment upgrades, would be better. Mm-hmm. Um, Jessica, I sent you a couple of clips that Jay made for us. So I'm hoping we can get those out. I'm sorry. Excuse me. When did you send that? I sent them on WhatsApp about three days ago. I sent a, a whole drive. <laughs> wow. This is some real behind, <laughs> real behind the scenes stuff. Do you um, guys like that I'm looking for it while we're talking? It's a link uh, to a Google Drive. All right. And I said... Here, I'll just read I'm an idiot, it. and it says click on those and laugh. And yeah. admittedly, I saw that while I was working and no thought worries. it was probably like cute animal memes and forgot oh. and never went back to it. So I'm a genius. <laughs> Full disclosure, That's I'm a genius. Us. That's us, Jessica. Now, what I will say, so this is week two of me being like, you guys, we're going to put out video and nothing happening. Um, that's because Jessica was sitting on it. So uh-huh. no. <laughs> That's not what I was going to say. Oh, you can blame me all the way because I I admittedly have been extremely overwhelmed. And I have been real remiss with people the last few weeks. So I bet the people that I need to apologize for, most of them aren't listening. A few of them are. I apologize. I, I see you and I will make good on that. Well, and that includes Dana sending me something that I was like, those are just memes. I'll look at this later. (laughs) Yeah, I sent you a whole zip drive of memes. If I do that, please call the doctor. Something's wrong with me. (laughs) I know I send you a lot of stupid stuff, but if I start zipping files up for you, then there's an issue. (laughs) I'm crying. I wouldn't put it past myself. That's why this warning needs to be out there. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, but hopefully those will come out this week. We can just pluck them up. Yes. And what I want to say about that is, and we can maybe, I don't know if this is like me trying to just tamper expectations. Basically what <laughs> I'm saying is it's not high quality. It's shitty. I'll just be honest. Not because of Jay, but because of our equipment. And because <laughs> of our backgrounds, which yeah. Dana has now, through the wisdom of Jay, explained and answered why I am not bad. able to blur my own <laughs> background on work zooms. So I'm always like have it from like mid chin up to we're <laughs> just above my eyes. And people are like, why are you so close to the computer? I'm like, because I don't need just seeing anything. That's why. Because I like it. I just like it this way. This is even more pathetic because I'm realizing now I always used my Mac, my personal computer, for work Zooms because I'm like, well, this computer is much newer and much better. Well, even on my piece of shite work laptop for one of my jobs, I'm able to blur the background on Zoom on that. For real? And that's a real, real cheap PC. So you know what? 
I guess I, it you must know be because our I guess our cameras like my computer is a MacBook Pro. Yes, uh, is this a Pro? No, my last one was a Pro. This is a MacBook Air. Mine's a MacBook Air too. But it's five years old. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I put four fingers up and said five. <laughs> it's legitimately five. This is why video is bad for me. <laughs> I for oh real put God. up four fingers and said Wait. five. Okay, anyway. We are a part of the Rhythm Nation. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, we're going to try our best to try and upgrade and keep bringing goodness. You know, just speaking for myself, I cannot handle this Ukraine shit. Oh, my Um, God. And I feel helpless. And one of the only ways that I have to um, help besides, like, donations and prayers and all the things that feel – Like I'm doing nothing is to use whatever platform I have. And of course I would never, this is just me speaking personally. I would never speak for Jessica, but I cannot watch these children being separated from their families. These moms touching their son's faces, these soldiers that don't want war, don't want to be fighting who are being fed by the Ukrainians and calling their moms. I just, nobody wants this, but an evil man. Yes. And, uh, you know, there may be some things in the coming weeks. I've found a couple of videos. I was like, maybe we'll share those. Um, and I may talk to Jessica. You know, there may be some things that I, I would like to share about this war and how yeah. wrong it is. Because, you know, we have listeners all over the world. And if it could get out to even one Russian who's not able to hear these messages. Because uh-huh. um, I don't think those people want war either. Well, and I'm sure you've seen that he he as in Putin has now banned Facebook and Twitter correct yes. so that people cannot receive any information or see yes. the world standing behind them yes and I will tell you I've been asking myself and others this a lot in the last couple of weeks I'm like honestly why is this different than any other time there's been a war or somebody attacked or an invasion or anything else and I have to be honest with you I maybe, off with this, but I don't think I am. I think with the eruption of everything over the last few years between the pandemic and how that's changed people for the good and the bad, Me Too as a movement, Black Lives Matter, all of these things, uh, indigenous people and recognizing them, all of these things coming to a head and literally exploding and finally the Band-Aid being ripped off. Is that why the whole world is like, enough? I mean, I'm sure that contributes to it. But, you know, we have a there's a long history of Putin being horrific in every way. And I think um, also knowing that he has access to nuclear Nuclear. weapons, that there is fighting near Chernobyl, which is still actively dangerous. Uh Um, You know, the wrong firefight in the wrong place there and it's done. It's, um, you know, know, they're they're bombing indiscriminately in, um, schools, hospitals, residential areas. You know, there was a video that Dan Tipton saw of a a man who lost his 16 year old son because there was a bunch of teenagers playing soccer in a park field and they bombed it. You know, this is just, it's inhumane. It's monstrous. It is, uh, He's a tyrant yep. and a murderer, and all he cares about is money and territory and power. 
Yep. Uh, they're now actually stopping people on the street and reading their text messages to make sure they're not communicating about the war. I that mean, it's just, beyond. it's beyond. And, you know, we're a step away from that. We're not a political podcast, but I just want to remind some of you out there, Trump is still touting that uh-huh. this man is powerful and wonderful. Uh-huh. Um, that's so wrong. <laughs> and like, a there's genius. So many he things... talked about how smart he was with what he's doing. There's I, just I so many things wrong with that man and the way he thinks of others, mm-hmm. making fun of people with disabilities, talking trash on people for their physical appearance when he couldn't be more yucky to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just, he is the same ilk as Putin if he were allowed to be. Uh-huh. And we cannot allow that to happen. And we have to stop a man like Putin. The world has to stop this. These Ukrainian people just want peace. They don't want anything else. They share a culture, a language, everything with these people. Yep. They don't want war. Why cause war? Because I want your land. I want your money. I want your resources. I want your territory. And I will kill you for it. That's Mm -hmm. wrong. And we have to stop it. So anyway, I don't have a lot of ways to do that. But if Jessica is on board, you know, conversations like this may be popping up. Oh, yes. Unfortunately, I don't see this going away soon. No. Um, Also, I haven't said anything about this publicly or on social media, but half, I mean, actually all of, but like I did my, um, what do you call it? My ancestry. So mm -hmm. my mother was adopted Mm -hmm. and she was adopted in Canada and I'm from Canada, but we weren't natives of Canada. Mm -hmm. I come to find out that all of my genetics on my mother's side is from the UK. I'm like half Irish, a a third of each of these Irish, Scottish, and British. Mm -hmm. My father's side, I come up 46% European Jewish. Well, both my dad's mother and father, all of their family were from Kiev. All of them. That mm-hmm. is where my family is from, that city specifically. Also, my mom's adoptive family, who are her parents, they're mm-hmm. not my blood, but they are my family. Mm-hmm. My grandmother and grandfather also came from the Ukraine. So mm-hmm. all of my family on every side and facet of it is from this area. It is mm-hmm. extremely hitting home with me. I would care no matter where it was. Of course. But it's extremely eerie and weird that this is where all of my family originated from and to watch this going down. And yes, every single story you see, it's one of millions, right? Mm-hmm. They showed a woman 90 years old, a Holocaust survivor who got out. Arrested. Been getting some people out. So oh, oh. I thought you were talking about the the oh, holo- yes. who was arrested, arrested for a peaceful protesting. Yes. I said woman- shame on them for even touching her. Shame <laughs> on them for even touching her. A woman in her 90s holding yeah. a sign and they took her away like she mm-hmm. was some kind of criminal. It's yeah. beyond. There's video of it out there. You can see it. It's not just hyperbole. No, it's beyond. No, the one I was talking about was a uh, Holocaust survivor who got out because Israel is one of the countries that's accepting a lot of people in. And she was reunited with her granddaughters at the airport. And just seeing that image of her being surrounded by her grandchildren made me cry. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, she was lucky enough to get out. But I've been thinking about this nonstop all weekend. Dana, it is the equivalent of any of us right now is like, you could grab Henry and Dan and a backpack and and that's it. Mm-hmm. 
leave the house. I hate oh, to even say this. You probably couldn't take the animals or mm-hmm. you could try. Well, How long would people, that last? Those people are all in those bunkers where that little girl was singing, let it go. And, yep. you know, I, I, I don't know. It's just, it doesn't feel like it's a world away. No. You know, I think that is one thing the pandemic has done. We were all going through it together, the world. Exactly. And this feels like we need to go through this together, the world. We have to stop it. Absolutely. Um, I don't know how, but I'll do what I can. And one of the things I can do is use my platform. Yep. So uh, Jessica and I have talked about, you know, obviously we stand with Ukraine and um if there's any organizations or movements, I know Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis are doing yes. things, you know, tons of people are. Um, if you all know of anything in your communities, um, anything larger that we, you know, you want us to mention, we're happy to use this platform to get the word out. So please, in fact, Jessica, you want to tell people how to get a hold of us? Please do. And also a little uh, teaser. We have a rave coming up later that came in from one of our listeners. So we have started to already receive stuff from people about Ukraine. And Dana and I already discussed this. This isn't going away anytime soon. This may be in our uh, part of our show outline for the coming weeks indefinitely. Yeah. So please uh, keep sending stuff. We had a lot of people write in in the last week. We are so appreciative for that please write to us. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at the rants and raves podcast. You can find us on Twitter at raves underscore the, you can email us at the rants and raves podcast at gmail.com or go to our website, www.therantsandravespodcast.com and hit the contact button. We love hearing from you again, the good, the bad, the ugly, the funny, the whatever, even things that people think are ridiculous. They're not. We Mm -hmm. always use your stuff, even if it's one or two lines and it's just something funny that you want to share with us. Please don't be shy. So many people say, I've been too nervous and I've been listening for years and I'm finally writing in and I'm like, what? It's hilarious to me. But, yeah, you're uh, not you're not the ones uh, putting your your faces and reputations out there. Let us do it. <laughs> We're Look, doing I'm it here with no makeup on, some foggy, greasy glasses, and gray hair, and I just don't care, y'all. <laughs> okay, I'm not even going to describe myself. Some of you will be um, unlucky enough to see well, me today, see anyway. It. So yeah, <laughs> but there was a time where I wouldn't have dreamed of even letting Dana see me like this, y'all. I just don't care. I don't I care know. anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's good and that's bad. Well, you know what's so funny? Something I've been thinking about. I I've said for years, you know, makeup and and hair and dressing up and all that stuff. I'm like, that's not for other people. That's not for men. That's for me because I like. To feel good. And yes. I like to look good. And when I look cute, I feel good. Let me tell you what I've learned over this <laughs> pandemic. If I didn't have to see people, I would be a walking, dirty, nasty troll. Yes. Period. I don't do it for me. Because I cannot look in the mirror for weeks if I want. Dana. <laughs> I totally can relate to this. And I will tell you that this week I had a meeting with a client. And I went all out, full face of makeup. And when I say full face of makeup, I mean foundation and all. I don't wear that stuff, y'all. <laughs> full face of makeup, 
hair did a dress. I wear a dress maybe twice a year (laughs) and some nice shoes, meaning they weren't sneakers because I live in sneakers and jeans. (laughs) Every single head turned at the place of business that I walked into and people's mouths were open and they were like, wow. Oh my God. Like such, again, I don't take offense to it. I lie, but it drives home. I'm like, how bad? Do I look on the reg when they see me come in all schlubby to do my work and I try to work after hours so I'm not in with their customers and a lot of the employees that people are like, what? I know. And their eyes pop out and they're like, and one of the guys go, no, you look great. You should wear dresses more often. And it was so sweet and so earnest. But but I was like, like, he's like 24. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, I could be your mom. Thank you, mm-hmm. little boy. Thank you. I appreciate Hilarious. the compliment. <laughs> I had a little boy at the Salvation Army who was telling me I was pretty and stuff. And at some point I realized, I was like, oh my God, is he going to ask me out? Stop it. I'm- and so I made a comment. I was like, oh, thanks. You made this old lady's day. And he was like, old lady. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I'm a lot closer to 50 than you probably realize. Uh-huh. And he goes, what? And I was like combination <laughs> flattered and insulted because he was like, oh, my God, you look incredible. Like I'm supposed to be the crypt keeper. Uh-huh. Yeah. You look great for someone who's so old. Hello, you geeks and ghouls. <laughs> I'm like, I keep my walker and cane in the car so I can <laughs> fool the little ones like oh you. My God. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh my God. Should we just go ahead and jump into it? Let's do it. I think we've already had a whole cornucopia of things going on. Uh, All right, uh. you guys. Now. I know you thought, oh, good. We don't have to hear them talk about COVID anymore because it's over. It's not over. No. I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer. It's not <laughs> over. Okay, let's just get that out there. But no, do we enjoy having to keep talking about these things? No, we don't. Okay, I assure you, we do not get any excitement or joy out of this. But I'm going to tell you about something that pissed me off royally. I don't even think I told Dana about it mm-hmm. because I was so angry. I'm like, keep it in. And you can discuss it when you guys record. So my husband and I went to the theater. Mm -hmm. Okay. We had gone in uh, September or October. I don't remember. We were very scared, admittedly, at the time. But I will tell you, and I'm going to say where it was. There's no reason I can't tout a place that I love and support in L.A. That is the Geffen Playhouse, a phenomenal Mm -hmm. theater with all kinds of amazing works that go up every year, amazing uh, playwrights program for new artists. They have an incredible writing program for veterans. Dana has done something with them years ago with like Story Pirates or what was it? Um, was it yeah. Story Pirates? <laughs> was it with Young, the Story t- Young, Young Storytellers? Storytellers? Was that at the Geffen? I don't know. I can't remember. It's a nonprofit and they just do phenomenal stuff. And they do a lot of new and kind of I hate saying experimental because that makes it sound weird or like it's performance art. It's not, but they do a lot of new things and a lot of premieres of shows. Mm -hmm. So Alan and I went to see Power of Sale, which, excuse me, starring Amy Brenneman Mm -hmm. 
and Brian Cranston. I, I, oh, yeah. I, I keep yeah. seeing advertisements for it. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize Amy Brenneman was in it. I love her. Yes. I love her, too. Mm-hmm. So a real treat to get to see two absolutely incredible, incredible. actors. The whole cast was great. Okay. Nobody was a weak link whatsoever. The Geffen has taken things real seriously. They were like one of the first ones in LA. When I tell you the minute the shit hit the fan with COVID, they were like immediately, everyone in their company was working from home. They immediately, unfortunately, had to cancel all performances. They said, we don't even know when we'll be back. They had to change some, as the whole world did, right? But why am I harping on this? Because they have been extremely diligent and adamant about the safety of their employees, about the safety of their cast and crew, and about the safety of their patrons, the way every organization, in my humble opinion, should have been and should still be while we're working through this. Mm -hmm. They require proof of vaccination or negative PCR test, and they require masks. And even though they just lifted the mask mandate for most indoor places in L.A. County all of two days ago. So for those of you living in other parts of the country, you're probably like, what? Yeah, we've been wearing masks everywhere. The entire time. The whole COVID, okay? Yeah. They got real specific with the masks and even said it had to be a surgical mask or an N95 or a KN95, no right. exceptions, no yeah. cloth masks whatsoever. Correct. Okay. We're in line. First person checks us. Now, I got a cute pack of masks at CVS that are fabric, I'm not fabric, excuse me, the paper masks, like medical masks. But like some of them have hearts printed on them. Some of them are all white. Some of them are that surgeon's blue. The one I had, and I wish they just made them in bulk, looks like denim. And it's soft mm-hmm. as can be. It's a paper mask, triple layered, okay? Mm-hmm. The guy goes, is that a paper mask? I wasn't about to argue with anyone. I'm like, shoot, it is. And I pulled it back so he could see the other side. He goes, oh, you're good. You're good. Get up to a second person in line. He looked at my mask. He goes, is that a I said, it is. Look. He goes, okay, no problem, no problem. I get to the third person. And also, they've already checked one of those. People checked our vaccination card, et cetera. This woman goes, uh, that's not a, and I just thought, you know what? I'm not going to argue with anyone. They had a whole box of masks. I said it is, but if you'd like me to put on one of those, I'm happy to. She goes, do you mind? I said, not at all. They provided me with a mask. I put mine in my purse, right? Put that on. My point of saying that is don't argue. You do what a place of business does for their own liability and their safety standards. Right, right. Because you're not the one that has to answer if something goes wrong. Absolutely not. And what do I care? Again, they provided me with a free mask of their choosing. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So we go in. Everyone is masked. They make it very clear. Also, they have a pre-recorded thing that comes on now saying, if your mask is not being worn properly, and it's pathetic that people have to say this, covering your nose and mouth completely, if it slips at any point, you will be asked to adjust it. If it happens again, you will be asked to leave. Wow. So they don't play around there. Mm-hmm. Why am I telling you this and getting so worked up? Because we're seated. We're about to start. We're so excited. The theater looks incredible. It's a packed house. We can't wait. Everybody there is being compliant. 
a guy comes up and I even thought, Ooh, yes, nobody's sitting next to us. I can kind of lean on the seat. (laughs) This man comes in. I'm like, of course he's sitting here. Comes in right as the lights come out and the show is starting and like squeezes in next to us. Why am I telling you this? Dana, we were not sitting there for 30 seconds and the show has started and I hear (laughs) dude is in his satchel that he's brought to the theater and crinkling cellophane, some kind of plastic, like sounds like grandma's sour ball wrappers from Russell Stover's trying to be open. I was so annoyed yeah. And I kept glaring at him, which I'm real good at being passive aggressive in a theater and giving myself whiplash and just giving someone the death stare, thinking they're going <laughs> to telepathically feel the lasers coming out of my eyes. Uh-huh. So he kept doing that. People are kind of fidgeting and kind of turning around, whatever. Okay. Guy takes his mask down completely. It's what? all the way under his chin. And starts full on eating. You're in not a allowed to have theater? In a very nice equity theater. You don't bring food in and eat at no. a freaking comedy show. No. Brought in food and was just having dinner, apparently, during a sit down performance at the no. Geffen Playhouse while Walter White. <laughs> Was giving a master performance, Brian Cranston on the stage again. I don't I'm care. Joking by saying that, I don't yeah, care I don't who's care on the stage. If it was Tinker McPoopy Pants doing Thank their you. first performance ever, you don't behave that way in the theater. Thank you. He was eating Dana. I was co- and I kept going. <sighs> No, These that's really when loud I, That's when I treat pe- people like children. That's when I turn and go, no, 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 no. Uh-huh. You cannot do that. No, no. Uh-uh, shame on you. That's when I treat people like children. Or the finger swipe, uh-huh. the no-nos. Mm-mm. I do See, That's a lot nicer that. and at least a lot more direct. Mine is inappropriate, and pardon me for what I said. I think I said Jesus Christ more than once. I know I also <laughs> said, are you kidding? But they don't care about that. Correct. That's why they're doing it. They don't care about your passive. You they have don't. to get in their business and go, no, yep. no, no, you know better. <laughs> you know what no, no means. That's right. For our OG listeners. That's right. Dana, I started having a panic attack and Alan was like nudging me because I could tell he was annoyed at my fidgeting and my huffing and puffing. And then like through gritted teeth, he goes, what is your problem? And I said, I'm going to need you to get the usher right now. And he goes, what is wrong? Stop it. I said, you will get the usher right now. He is eating and he has his mask off. Yes. Only I wouldn't have asked. I would have turned to him and said, I'm going to go get the usher if you don't stop. And I would gave him half a second and went, I told you and stood up and went and got him myself. And then I would point at him and go right there, right there. See, no mask, no mask. See, they went to Trader Joe's and got a fucking sandwich. Nope. Get him out. You know better. Uh -uh. I told you I was gonna. 
Now, That's I didn't want to cause a scene. So he got mad. Alan did because he thought by me insisting to get an usher was causing a scene. I meant to go whisper to them, let them pull them out. I didn't want to disrupt anyone else or the actors on stage. Right. No, right? So finally Ugh. he wouldn't do it. And Alan was on the aisle and I was like, well, I'm not going to get my big ass up and walk through the theater to get the usher. So I just turned to that guy, Dana. I literally unleashed the crack and <laughs> I turned to him. He wasn't looking at me. And I said, put your mask on. Yes. And he goes, Oh, Oh, like he didn't on. realize he put it on and lo and behold was quiet. The rest of the performance, because people like that, Dan gets mad at me too. He's like, I don't know why you have to say something. And I say, because they behave that way because no one says anything. Yep. They get away with it. I'm sick of that shit. It's I've just like never a bully. Yep. If you don't stand up to a bully, they will continue to bully. But the first time you stand up to a bully, listen, it could go one of two ways. They might kill mm -hmm. you. Or they're going to stop that shit. Correct. And the point is, you're a stranger. I have no idea what you do and don't do and where you've been or not been. Mm -hmm. You clearly have no scruples because you don't know what theater behavior is, Avi. Okay. And also, I feel this way about everything. I felt this way before COVID and I will till the day I die. When there's a rule and everyone has to follow, you are not above it. Right. And I am so tired of people not, it doesn't apply to me, yeah. whether they're bold enough my to say it like that. Freedom, my passion, your freedom. Yep. My passion, your freedom. I say, <laughs> my passion, your freedom. Come on. You I hate it. Abuse your freedoms yes. by making other people yes. deal with. With your bad behavior and then call it my passion, the freedom. I'm going to start wheezing like Snagglepuss <laughs> again. I'm so sick of hearing people use that. Like, do not use something that people have lost their lives for your freedom to whine about putting a cloth over your mouth so somebody doesn't die. Correct. I'm sorry. You're disgusting to yep. me. I don't want to know you. I don't want to see you. And I wish I didn't have to live near you. Shut the fuck up. Thank you. If a, if a mask is your biggest problem in the world, you're so fucking lucky. Yep. Because you know what? We're all getting ready to go back into some sense of normalcy. You know who doesn't get to? People with disabilities that are immunocompromised all the time. And when it was the yep. most deadly to them, you couldn't be like, it ain't going to hurt me that bad. Uh-huh. We didn't ask you to staple that mask to your face. Nobody gave you a nail gun and said, get it on. <laughs> I wish that I could have, especially right? to this guy. Yes. Wow. Unbelievable. <sighs> Round it's not even over. just like, like the, the, the mask thing, you know, that was health. That was life and death. Then it was just about like societal rules and what a, a privately owned business can can and cannot do versus what's dangerous for the world. Exactly. Um, but at this point, I'm so sick of everybody's poor behavior. Shut up. You're not in a bunker with your children in Ukraine fighting to okay. survive. Shut the fuck up. I'm sorry for all the language, but I'm so 
fucking tired of people. Yes. And the fact that this is what people were fighting for in this country, where again, we have 90 year old grandmas making Molotov cocktails who are trying to stay and protect their land and their country. Yes. They ain't fighting some BS that you have to put on for your and everyone else's safety for a lousy 10 minutes every now and again. And here's something that is real, and I wish it was a joke, but you can't write this shit. The men with signs protesting, I want to go to the strip club. Okay. Okay. That's your biggest concern in the Uh world. Mm -hmm. You want to go to the strip club. I can't believe you show your face in public. Right, I cannot believe you or show have your a partner that has any interest in someone as. Oh, I'm sure that this. I'm sure that a lot of them plight did. in life. And also, even if you just think it's funny, I dislike you even more. It's not funny, not the least bit, that you're fighting for your right to go to a strip club when thousands of people were dying a day. I just Correct. and I'm sick of all this. Oh, it's conspiracy. No, what is controlling is checking your text messages on the street, like Russia. Okay, okay. that's control. Thank I, you. I, whatever. Listen, you know, sadly, people who believe the way that we're saying I can't stand, they're not going to change at this point. And they're no. so sorely misguided and legitimately dumb that it's like, okay, well, then go ahead and do what you're going to do and die, I guess, because <laughs> I don't I don't know what more can be done. Like, I know. What, sir, what planet are you from where you go to the theater and pull out a dinner and pull your mask down? I mean, what's Have next? You your pants? You going to get more comfortable? Do you bring your slippers? Oh my put, God. You want to put on, get down to your boxer briefs? <laughs> this was a double whammy because it was the removal of masks where you were told four, I count four different times before the show started. Yeah. That so you were go, not allowed. Oh, oh, like, oh, I forgot. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Yep. You went through station after station of people going, okay, okay. Oh, yep. Oh, all right. And the eating. Nah. The eating. You're not at a movie theater. This isn't popcorn time, let alone some kind of shitty turkey wrap. (laughs) Rant over. Okay. I mean, I could rant about that kind of thing for the rest of my life. And nobody's saying, like, I'm not saying I'm a perfect human by any means. But these people make a conscious choice to go against what we've all decided. So that they can then go, what? What? You also have decorum, okay? You know what? It's my personal freedom. You know how to behave in a public space. You can do whatever you want at home. Totally. I I have the legal right to shit my pants in public. But I don't. I really can't breathe. <laughs> Dana's already seen me hit my inhaler. I, I did. literally sound like well, a wheezing hyena. You know, we do record video, so and we just did a big speech about like how oh we're gonna get God. it out there. So everybody's gonna see you take a big old <laughs> off your inhaler. <laughs> literally dying. I saw you doing it, but I was in the middle of screaming and I was like, oh, she doesn't care. That's her personal freedom. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to say, she doesn't care. That's her personality. And you should write about that too. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. 
Okay, well, we'll move on. I'll, okay. my, my rant's from a listener. Okay. <laughs> so we, <laughs> we'll try to be a little more tame. <laughs> okay. Um, from a listener. Oh, am I supposed to say the name? I guess. I, I, mean, I mean, I'll just say it's from Rebecca. I'll just put it that way. Okay. Um, a short but mighty rant from you. Not from you, for you. For you. <laughs> oh, my God, Dana. <laughs> okay. Experiencing it now. This must have been in the moment. Uh-huh. Why do people talk on their speakerphone while waiting at the gate at the airport? No. So effing rude. Wonder if the person she's talking to knows everyone is listening to their conversation. Praying she doesn't sit next to me. Shoot me now. Oh, man. We have ranted about this before. Remember when I was getting my nails done and the woman had a the woman next to me had someone on speakerphone. Uh, I just, I don't understand it. And I know they think that they can hear better when I, I would say my in-laws, like older people yes. <laughs> like to talk on speakerphone. And I think they believe in their heads that they're going to be able to hear you better <laughs> on speakerphone because technically it's louder, but I'm sorry when you hold a phone three feet from your ear holes, which are what, <laughs> on our body allows us to hear <laughs> versus holding it up to your ear hole, not on speaker where everything is blared out like this. I will eat this microphone. There's a distortion that happens, right? You are not being smart. It no. is not more clear on speakerphone. All you are doing is probably humiliating the person you're talking to. True. Because all of their stuff is going full blast, okay? And yep. annoying every person in your vicinity. I do it is offensive to my ears to hear that <laughs> blair. Because your brain automatically hates it. Your ears hate it. It automatically makes you grouchy. And then you cannot help but consume the information that's coming out. It's impossible to block it out because it's so distracting. And so not only are you mad about it, but you're wasting brain space with someone else's issues, conversation, or problem. And I ain't got time for that, nor do I have room because I've got an encyclopedia of things I need to do, worry about, and take care of all of my own, all of my own. I don't need your grandmas who you're on speakerphone with or your wife or your granddaughter or your whoever. I don't care who it is. Yep. Also at the airport, why in line? It's so crazy. That's also inappropriate. It's like once they're calling you, that's when you say I'm boarding my flight. I'll talk to you when I land. I don't care if you're in security. You are close to other people. Yes. No, no, no. That is a private conversation. There's no reason why everyone in your vicinity should have to be affected by your conversation. Right. Especially because if you were talking, let's say, I don't know if this was a male or a female or whatever, but let's just pretend it was a man talking to his brother. Okay, mm-hmm. about I don't care what. If it's a death, you're probably not going to be on speakerphone, right? I hope so. Not. Then why should I have to hear you talk about you and your friend's argument or what you're going to do tomorrow or how you're going to set up <clears throat> Mekong Days? Uh, that was the lady's granddaughter's name at the nail salon. <laughs> I remember it to this day. 
Like that's how much it got into pervade my world into my world. Mm-hmm. Now, can I just let that go? I'm sure, probably, but somehow it's no. still here. Of I course. haven't been trying to remember McConde and her birthday party. <laughs> I can't oh remember. My God. I literally can't remember what time my birth was for a natal chart for a horoscope, but I sure remember McConde's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I cannot. It's I so rude. Dying. You cannot hear better. I swear to you. I know that logistically you think it makes sense. It doesn't. No. It doesn't. Just wait till you're at least oh away God. from others. You know what I mean? It's yes. Just, it's just so rude. Why do you want to be rude? And I'm like, do older people not realize it's rude? Is <laughs> that a thing? I think they're so unawares because I have to tell my dad that a lot like we'll be at a restaurant and then he's like look at this and he pulls up a video and, and it plays it full volume blast. yeah yeah and yeah. people are like this and he's like nobody cares and then he of course gets pissed at me for chastising him i'm like dad stop it it's not appropriate it's called respect for those around you and it's not yeah. because my dad is some boorish individual he's not at all right. but with stuff like that clueless just like I i'll tell you a little tag on I'm looking over my shoulder as though she's peering through my window and she's not. Oh. But my neighbor has been pulling into the carport underneath our apartment building. Uh -huh. And she works really late. And she comes home and it is cacophonous. Yeah. Every night she's coming home talking to someone on speaker. And it is amplified through the yeah. open carport. Sure. And when I tell you that everyone can hear it loud and clear, it's out of control. She's the nicest person. So I haven't had the heart to say anything to her. Well, maybe you could say, listen, I just want to let you know, just so you don't say anything private and maybe she'll get the hint. Uh, just be like, we can literally hear every through the whole building. Every I like play. it. I so like the way you're say thinking. Anything personal because we can repeat it back to you verbatim. Then it looks like you're helping when you're really going, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually brilliant, Dana. Yeah. I'm serious. Yeah. And just say, Thank I don't you. know if anyone else has said this, but I wanted to let you know just in case. Resolutions by Dana. Mm -hmm. I am here for it. Mm -hmm. Is that the right word? Resolution? I don't know. I said purvey my world. <laughs> like, so who cares? <laughs> At this point, I'm like, Problem you know what? Just based, on what? just based on what we're talking about, I ain't the dumbest people around. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not worried about it. Yeah. I know my vocabulary sounds like I'm kind of dumb. It's a choice because of my roots. I know grammar. I know speech. And if you want to assume I'm done because of my character and my uh -huh. persona from day to day, because I am a performer, I don't know if anybody knows that, <laughs> then y'all can just think I'm dumb and walk away. <laughs> don't care. I just want you to know, since you've brought that up, that day, uh, not Dana's, Alan's favorite thing ever, and he will cite it. And he starts giggling to himself before he can even get the words out. His favorite thing that you've ever said was, if you got the feats to, I don't even know how oh, it goes. Oh, that's grocery and, cart? Yes. 
and he mixes it up each time because he's giggling so much and he confuses <laughs> most names and things anywhere. But he's like, if you got the feats to do it, and then he starts laughing. <laughs> he can't even come to, but it's like in this, response to me. <laughs> That's so funny. Here's the way I think it. I spent all my life going to school, got higher education, all that stuff. I'm not, I'm legitimately not a dodo. You uh, learn the rules so you can break them. There we go. Yay. That's why I talk stupid yeah. and I enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, if you're dumb enough to think I'm legitimately stupid after my a conversation with me, okay. then you're too stupid for me to be friends with and wise. Well, <laughs> if you think I'm stupid enough to hit my inhaler, blow my nose, and pick my nails with the mute button on, thinking you guys can't see me, well, I guess you're right, and I am dumb, because I've also just realized- We all just saw that, too, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Whatever. We all are who we are. We likes who we likes, <laughs> and we don't likes who we don't likes, so- <laughs> <laughs> uh, choose your friends wisely i hope i'm one of them though i hope i'm one <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> are you ready for corners i'm ready for a cleansing breath before our corners oh, shoot. that's right mm -hmm. i'm just so massively like i feel like right now in life i'm one of those little mice on those round discs that they just run and run and that's run and eventually they poop and they just fling the poop off of it like, I am here, I'm here with like. you, my friend. I feel like that's what I am. Yes. Set in oh. ground on Groundhog Day. Just to add, it's just a yes. constant. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, we're flinging poop everywhere. When's this going to stop? Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, we like to get our rants out. Um, by the way, thank you, Rebecca, for sending that in. Yes. I mean, it is, it has to be touched on. Phones aren't going anywhere, guys. We got to learn how to have some etiquette. Okay. <laughs> but we like to rant out. Sometimes we rant out big things. You know, we did discuss the, the state of the world at the moment. Um, mm -hmm. And then sometimes we still need to rant about things that maybe aren't killing us, <laughs> but Speaker phones, it come on. We still got to have some common courtesy in public, okay? Right. We like to just feel like there is some sense of normalcy so we don't legitimately lose it. Mm -hmm. Then we take a deep breath in. We blow out all of that frustration and angst, and we spend the rest of the show filling up with laughs, giggles, good news stories, and something to rave about. So mm -hmm. if you could scream it out, I really encourage you. You know, there are some like therapy type things where it is just a screaming thing. Huh. Did you know that? No. I had a theater teacher that talked about it in college. But anyway, scream it out if you can't. If you can't, please take a deep breath with us. Breath with us. Breath, breath with us. Breath with us. <laughs> I need a breath, obviously. I actually read an article this week, Jessica, talking about, about um, they, yes, and how physically it's really good for you to, I know this sounds long, but if you can get to a place where you have like a 10 minute meditation or whatever, you take yes. a deep breath in for, you take, I think they said the deep breath in for 11 seconds and blow out for seven or the opposite. And mm -hmm. it will literally calm your I don't know. There were words, limbic system, like some systems, but yep. physically, Limpatic. maybe, 
Physically, they have proven scientifically that breathing like that does help to calm you. So, Absolutely. Please take a breath with us. Are you ready? I'm ready. Take a deep breath in. And. Uh, <sighs> I took a second one. That felt mm-hmm. nice. <clears throat> All right, let's get into corners. Let's do it. Jessica, okay. you're up first with a corner. Um, do you need to use your inhaler? I just saw you mute. No, I'm okay. I'm back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica, what what kind of corner do you have this week? Hmm, it might be. You're weird. You're so very weird. Why must you bring your weirdness here? We have a weirdo of the week. Oh, from Spooky. <laughs> Love it. It's brought to us by Oddity Central. Thank God for major Spooky. contributor, not a sponsor, but they might be once we have a Patreon going. I know. Oh my God, what if we could write for Oddity Central and then we were spooky? Oh, I like that idea a lot. (laughs) Dana, you're going to freak out about this. Okay. Medical student has Bluetooth device surgically implanted in ear to cheat on exam. What? Surgically implanted to cheat on a school test? Yes, ma'am. No, no. I don't modify my body for school. <laughs> okay. No. Like full on cyborg. I cannot tolerate it. A medical student in India was recently caught cheating on his graduation exam with a Bluetooth device embedded in his inner ear to avoid detection. Well, Mm-mm. yeah, yeah, you clearly did get caught. So yeah. You you already have two strikes against you. I know we're early in, but are you aware of what he was studying? Because if he's a doctor, I ain't going to him. (laughs) Well, I'm pretty sure he just lost his chances. Oh, okay. Okay. At least in in India. Okay. On February 21st, 78 medical students took part in their final MBBS, the Bachelor of Medicine, Bachelor (gasps) of Surgery. It was medical. Uh Uh-huh. Exam at the Mahatma Gandhi Medical College in India. How dare you disgrace a man like Gandhi in a building named after him by pulling off this shenanigans? Well, I mean, Gandhi wasn't perfect, so maybe. (laughs) (laughs) One of them, however, was more desperate to pass than the rest. Apparently, the unnamed medical student had been admitted 11 years ago but had failed the final exam multiple times over the last few years. And this was his final chance to pass. Sir, then it's not your path. I'm sorry. I know. I don't want you doing surgery on me if you've had a real hard time passing over the last 11 years. Right? Become a researcher or something. something. I don't know. Yes. To increase his chances, the man apparently turned to cheating, getting a Bluetooth device surgically implanted in his ear. According to the Hindustan Times, the student was caught by a member of a, quote, flying squad, the name given to control teams that can move or act swiftly as they were conducting physical searches. What? Whoa. Dr. Vivek Sath was frisking the student when he found a mobile phone in a concealed pocket of his trousers. 
Upon inspection, the device was found to be turned on and connected to a Bluetooth device. He was taking the general medicine exam on Monday with 78 others when a flying squad of the Diva Ahilia by University, headed by its deputy registrar, Rachna Thacker, reached the place, Dr. Sanjay Dixit, dean at the medical college, said. However, despite searching extensively, the team could not find any Bluetooth devices anywhere on the student. It was only after he was hauled away and interrogated that the man admitted to having the skin-colored micro-receiver implanted in his ear by an ENT. That's an ear, nose, and throat surgeon. Why would that person – it must have been a friend of his, right? Because why would anybody agree to that? I mean, that is so dirty. Also, wouldn't you ask why you want to do something so insane? And as a doctor, when someone says, because I need to pass my medical exam, you don't freak out. I would break the bloody Hippocratic oath and call the police. Well, even if they were like, I don't know, just for funsies, don't you still say no? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Crazy. You're not a spy willing to undergo some kind of scientific experiment? No. Indian students have made international news for their cheating methods before, like these would-be teachers wearing Bluetooth-connected flip-flops, which, remember, we did talk about that once years ago. Yes. Having a Bluetooth device embedded under the skin sounds both painful and impractical as the implant would have to include both a battery and a sealed enclosure. As the folks at Hackaday suggest, it was likely not a Bluetooth receiver, but a bone conduction hearing aid attached to a bone that vibrates and transmits the resulting sound to the receptors of the inner ear via the bone itself. I'm dead. Oh my God. However, Dr. Anand Rai, a whistleblower in India's notorious Viapam scam, a massive entrance exam rigging operation, claimed that Bluetooth device implantation was easy to do and had been used before as far back as 2013. It's very easy to get Bluetooth fitted in the ears. It is attached to the ear temporarily and can be removed. (gasps) Such a technique was used by a Viapam scam accused to clear his medical exam eight years ago. What? I'm just, I'm speechless. That's insane. And also terrifying that that person was going to medically Absolutely terrifying. Which really, yes. really feeds into something we talk about frequently, how doctors don't listen to you or know how to help you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> also, how many times, I mean, it's not like this, I hope, in most security, but you know, so they're like, what is, uh, I don't know. Oh, you're okay. Go on through. So good on them oh, for yeah. actually frisking people to make sure that they aren't bringing anything in to cheat. And then when they couldn't find it, instead of chalking it up to, because I'm thinking what I would say, I'd be like, oh, I forgot to disconnect my Bluetooth speaker. It's in my car. Or my phone's probably picking it up <laughs> or whatever. Like, that they were like, nah, now you're going to go in the no. interrogation room and you're not leaving until we get to the bottom of this. Yes. Wow. That's Absolute crazy. <sighs> my, I feel like my corner is a little less. Uh, Exciting. 
Well, not exciting, a little <laughs> less dangerous, maybe, is it? Uh, no, no, I think it's pretty Actually, cray. you're right. It's not less dangerous. Uh-huh. It's pretty cray. Okay. I'll just go ahead and get to it. This is from AP News, uh, written by Sean Murphy. <laughs> I'm sorry. This was also sent in by a listener from Oh, Sarah. was it? Yes. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> U.S. House candidate, sorry for intoxication during sleepover. Okay. A U.S. House candidate in Oklahoma. Yeah. All right, Oklahoma. I got family there. I know. I see you. Uh, has apologized after reports that she became intoxicated at a Valentine's Day weekend sleepover. Oh, for middle school aged girls. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't a girl's one. trip. Okay. I thought this was a girl's trip. Me okay. too. Um, she berated several of the children. Awesome. Nice. Awesome. And then vomited in a hamper. <laughs> Democrat Abby Broyles, 32, or as I like to say, old enough to know better. That was okay. just a little aside from Dana, not spooky. <laughs> told television station KFOR that she had an adverse reaction. Oh, yeah? Adverse reaction to alcohol? Okay. <laughs> After drinking wine and taking sleep medication given to her by a friend. Who? In 2022, thinks it's okay to have alcohol and sleep medication. Thank you. Who? You have to live under 75 rocks. Yep. To think that that is okay or safe. That's how you die. Correct. <laughs> many, many people do. Yep. All right. Instead of helping me sleep, I hallucinated. Okay. Well, <laughs> Broyles told the station in a televised interview, and I don't remember anything until I woke up or came to, and I was throwing up in a hamper. I I can't. Okay. <laughs> you are not a child. You are 32. Also, if, why did you bring a hamper to a sleepover for the Well, weekend? somebody, it probably wasn't her hamper she brought. <laughs> she didn't use it as a suitcase. I'm sure that was someone else's hamper that she violated with her vomit. I mean. <laughs> she said she was invited to the slumber party by a good friend from law school who was the mother of one of the girls. I don't know why an adult would want to go to a children's slumber party, but okay. Thank you. Parents and at least one of the girls who were at the sleepover told the online news outlet Nondoc, which first reported the story, that Broyles used profanity and berated several of the 12 and 13-year-old girls at the party, commenting yeah. on one girl's acne and another's Hispanic ethnicity. Excuse me? What? Holy. <laughs> Read more. Okay. The parent of one of the girls, Sarah Matthews, tweeted last week that she was disappointed that Broyles had not reached out to the girls to apologize. I mean, reach out in public because I don't want you anywhere near my kids or them hearing you talk. No. For someone who pontificates to be undyingly pro-woman, I'm disgusted by your behavior and find it appalling you couldn't understand why their parents are angry, Matthews wrote. Broyles, who initially denied to non-doc that she had attended the party. Okay. Apologized last week during her interview with K4, a news channel for which she used to work as a journalist. Well, that's safe ground, isn't it? Quote, I want to say sorry from the bottom of my heart. Okay. Oh my I can't. I'm trying so hard not to add my own little asides <laughs> in here. I apologize for any hurt or damage or trauma that my behavior when I didn't know what I was doing caused. I'm deeply sorry. 
okay, well, that's who you really are underneath your day-to-day norms because it brings your inhibitions down. You think in your mind, I don't like that child's acne and all those things. You're just yucky, okay? Um, Broyles, an attorney who was the Democratic nominee for U.S. Senate from Oklahoma in 2020. Awesome. Y'all's picking some good ones, I see. (laughs) Uh, announced last year she planned to run against Republican U.S. Rep. Stephanie Bice for the 5th Congressional District that includes Oklahoma City. Okay, that's how it ends. Unreal. That's the end of the article. Also, like, what's wrong with on you? something with children, with school-age children, there ain't no alcohol or drugs in the You don't need to be at mix. a slumber party with alcohol. That's a children's slumber party. I'm sorry, you don't. Do I have one or two drinks at a f- friend party that children are at yes but we don't get drunk thank okay? you and then also on you're also not it, running for senate as another thing totally and if you're so innocent and naive that you don't understand about alcohol and how it can affect your behavior and then you go ahead and take a candy pill from a friend you're downright stupid yes you don't take unknown pills yep because they obviously told you this is for sleep and you're so stupid you don't know that mixing narcotics and alcohol you don't need to be going out period you don't need to even have a job you need a caretaker you dodo a hundred percent and i have said this for as long as i can remember and i mean it i have said this forever you don't get to use that as an excuse because let me tell you something anytime i have been real inebriated you know what's never happened me using racial slurs or saying things or inappropriate language or hallucinating and if you do and you want to use that as your excuse that you are messed up then guess what you aren't allowed to drink Yes. Ever. And if period. You, and if you are having problems sleeping, why are you at a slumber party? You don't take a sleeping pill at a slumber party. With kids. With kids. I'm sorry. I don't take sleeping pills when I'm home alone with my child. <laughs> okay. Period. It's not funny. It's absolutely unacceptable. I have never gone to a party that I plan staying out overnight, which... Honestly, I don't like to do as an adult anyway. I like to go home and sleep in my house and my bed that I paid for. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) But if I were to go to a party, the last thing I'd be doing is taking a sleeping pill. (laughs) Absolutely. You know what I think I'll do? I think I'll go to a children's sleepover, but I'm so tired and I just can't sleep. So I guess I'll take a pill. (laughs) What? Whatever. All right. Moving on. Absolutely nuts. Never should be able to work in a government office again. Period. I totally agree. You cannot control your own behavior. You apparently are really naive about narcotics and alcohol. Then you don't get to be making any kind of laws that I have to follow. Sorry. Totes agreed. All right. I have an excuse me. I forgot to say that from the beginning. Yeah. So I just added it at the end. <laughs> are uh, you re- hilarious. Are you ready for our raves? Oh, yeah. All right. So yeah, this is a rave from another listener. I told you this episode is chock full of listeners it. and we love it. Please yes. keep it coming. Now, this is something that a different listener had sent to us a while back when 
Black Lives Matter and everything became a big thing during the last two years, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And became more uh, spoken in about. the forefront, right? Yeah. I can't find my words right now, you guys. So this page that we had talked about before is called Bakers Against Racism. If you recall. Yeah. Uh, First, I'm going to read you her little blurb. Hi, ladies. I saw this on my newsfeed and thought this might be a good rave for you. They're an awesome organization and have done multiple bake sales to support great causes. I'm looking into how to participate myself. Love that. That's Mm -hmm. what we're all about here. Absolutely. Have a great day. So this is a special thing that Bakers Against Racism are doing. This is... Well, we can't. Yes, there we go. Bake for Ukraine. Oh, yeah. Hi, bakers. I come to you with a heavy heart. Like you, I've been watching the news with bated breath, waiting to gather more information on what is happening in Ukraine and how to best help the families who are in turmoil. I'm utterly broken at the state of our world, and my heart is longing for peace, but that just isn't our reality. So I'm coming to you asking to join in on an emergency bake sale to fundraise for those who are providing food, shelter, transportation, and medical services. Mm -hmm. Now, this one really pulls on my heartstrings because I love this man, and we've also spoken about this before. Currently, Chef Jose Andres and the World Kitchen have launched their efforts in Poland to provide immediate relief for the people of Ukraine who are fleeing imminent danger in their homes. So as you guys know, again, Jose Andres is one of my heroes. That man, he flew an entire plane full of food to Puerto Rico when they had disaster a few years ago. He's out there when there's wildfires cooking for all of the first responders and the people Mm -hmm. who have lost their homes. This man is literally a hero. He Mm -hmm. walks the walk all the time. Um, So... There's also Sunflower of Peace. The nonprofit organization is raising money to prepare first aid medical tactical backpacks for paramedics and doctors on the front lines. As this continues to unfold, I will continue to update organizations that are providing relief in this time of crisis. So again, I tell you all, if you're interested, follow at Bakers Against Racism. If you have any additional resources that can be shared, please DM or comment below to share with our baking community. Bakers Against Racism stands against hate and injustice of all forms. We are appalled by the actions of Russia and denounce these acts of war. To those affected by this inhumane situation, we are standing with you, wishing you and your family safety, and we will be activating to fundraise in any way we can. In love, Paola at Small Orchids. Update. Uh-huh. When launching your sale, please use hashtag Bake for Ukraine and hashtag Bakers Against Racism so that we can reshare and amplify your bake sales. Oh, nice. So please check out that page. It's an incredible cause. And I love that it started with one thing and now they're just expanding it to Absolutely. people in need and who need help and who are being unjustly treated yeah let's all do what we can for any of these organizations pick one and do one thing whether it's write a letter to a senator have a bake set anything every little bit adds up and help do not think that you are powerless absolutely and just think of it this way too you're teaming up with legitimately 
the mothers, the sisters, the daughters, the grandmothers yep. of these people who literally I did see a news story. They were interviewing these bakers. They yep. were making food for the frontline soldiers. Yep. Be a part of that team. Absolutely. If if you have that skill, I don't. <laughs> oh, nor do I, unless you enjoy hockey pucks covered in flour. Oh, boy. Well, my kid was the final, like, he's like, you know you're not a very good cook, right? I was oh, like, yeah, everybody bless. knows. It's not a secret, baby. Thank you. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, thank you for oh, that. Hilarious. I love it. Thank you to the listener who sent that in. Yes. That's wonderful. Thank you, Kelsey. Kelsey, thank you. Um, My rave this week is also from a listener. This is from Ashley. Here we go. Hey, girls, I have a rave for you this week. I saw this as I was scrolling Facebook. Right. That's what social media is good for, mm -hmm. to find these kinds of things. Okay. Uh, I lost my sweet mama to metastatic breast cancer a few years ago. Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry. And I recently found a grief support group for people in their 20s and 30s. I saw this post and checked out the project. Such a wonderful thing to do to honor a loved one. Love you, girls. So she sent us a link. We'll put it in our show notes. This is onelastwaveproject.com. OLWP journeys to bring your loved ones out into the ocean to catch one last wave. Our boards are beacons of hope etched with their names, memorializing them in a place they loved. Join us. So their mission, I'll read mm. you their mission and their story. Their mission mm -hmm. is to simply bring the healing power of the ocean to help grieving families and individuals coping with loss or experiencing hardship. After experiencing the devastating loss of his father and best friend, Dan Fisher turned to surfing to heal through the transformative power of the ocean. After one faithful saltwater session on January 4th, 2022, so recent, mm -hmm. he decided to throw out an open invitation on social media to others who may be struggling with loss. He invited them to share the stories and names of loved ones who they had lost and promised to etch them onto his board as a way to forever memorialize them in the place they so deeply loved. That inaugural board has now become a beacon of hope, and that turned a simple idea into a global movement. Um, so actually there's an upworthy article I might just touch on for a little bit here. Surfer writes names of people's lost loved ones on his surfboard so they can ride one last wave. Also, how cute is he? Uh, Did you see him? So mm -hmm. handsome. Dan Fisher understands grief. He also had an idea of how to cope with it. Um, now he wants to share the healing power of the waves with others. So I guess this is just rehash. I don't want to rehash for anybody. You can find him on TikTok. I know that because that's how it kind of got out. He kind of went viral on TikTok. Um, let's see. It felt right, he said, and I wanted to help. I know how healing surfing has been for me, and I wanted the opportunity to do that with others in hopes of inserting some positivity into their lives. So anyway, you can submit your loved one's story. Uh, you can email him. All that information is on the website and he will etch his name or the name for you into the surfboard. And I'm looking at the surfboard right now. It is so cool to see all those names. I know. It looks absolutely amazing. Like we've seen people do quilts. There's obviously memorials where it's etched and to a wall and things like that. But I love this. 
Yes. And I just want to say, he says, you can help out and donate that we are always in need of help growing the project. Please send us an email if you feel you can help. However, donations are not necessary to put your loved ones or to put your loved ones on your board. However, many have reached out wanting to support the continuation of the project in their loved one's honor. And so below are two ways you can contribute if you desire. There's a GoFundMe page and a PayPal account. Um, but that's not necessary to have your loved one's name added to the board. Very cool. Please check that out again, guys. One last wave We'll put the info in our show notes. It's just Definitely. really lovely. And it's interesting, you know, this time of year is a little difficult for mm-hmm. me. Um, and I will be talking about that. It kind of ties in with my point to ponder. It was kind of kismet that this was the, this was the rave this week. So anyway, uh, I'll just leave it there. And, uh, thank you so much for writing in with that, Ashley. We appreciate it. Um, Jessica, before we start kind of wrapping things up, because Mm -hmm. I think that's our show. I think it is. Uh, would you like to tell people how to get a hold of us again? Cause there's a lot going on we need to hear from you guys. We need to know what you're all doing and how we can help. Absolutely. Please find us on Facebook and Instagram at the Rants and Raves podcast on Twitter at raves underscore the you can send us a direct email one of two ways at the Rants and Raves podcast at gmail.com. You can also go to the contact button on our website www.therantsandravespodcast.com. Thank you for your support, for your loyalty for your contributions and everything in between. We love you guys. And this is why we are here. So absolutely. Mad appreciation for you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Usually at this point in the show, I like to talk about what we're watching, if there's anything interesting. And then I have a point to ponder. Uh, Jessica, I adore you. um, And we will be back again next week. If you don't mind, I'm going to take a little bit of extra time instead of talking about what we're watching to speak a little bit about my point to ponder this week because it is revolving around grief. Um, Something that, you know, I've had to deal with my grief in a very odd way um, because I lost my mama during the pandemic. And um, yesterday was actually the two-year anniversary of my girlfriend, Kristen Marie's niece's passing. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who are OG listeners, uh, you might remember that my friend Kristen Marie lost her 14-year-old niece to Rett syndrome. Um, Three months, let's see, what is this, March, April, May, two months before I lost my mama. And we walked through this journey together. That woman drove halfway across the country with me twice. Mm -hmm. Um, She helped my family. She helped my dad. You know, we cleaned up um, some of this stuff that was necessary for my mama's illness. Um, We got him ready to start his life of healing after Mm -hmm. losing her. Um, We drove over her glasses. We saw someone try to jump off a bridge and stopped him. Like, (laughs) we just went through it. Um, So yesterday I spent the day with her and we had brunch together. We walked around. Um, you know, last year we went to the beach together to to, to celebrate Caitlin's life. Um, and this year we went. We stopped in. You know, one of my favorite stores over on Magnolia is the Mindful Nest. Oh, it's just I love such it. A cute little boutique with local artist stuff in it. It's and my favorite. I just adore it. And so she and I happened to be nearby there, and we both love that store. So we went in, and I bought wishing papers. 
So you can, they're basically like flash paper that magicians mm -hmm. use or whatever. But anyway, I bought wishing papers. We each, what you do is you write a note or a message or a desired wish on it. You burn it and it flies up into the air like a little lantern. Mm -hmm. So we did that for Caitlin and my mama and it was really lovely, which kind of brings me to my point. There's a lot of grief in the world right now, whether you're grieving the actual loss of a loved one. Mm -hmm a friend, whatever, that they're lost from this earthly plane as we know it. If you're grieving what's going on in the world, there's a lot of ways that grief can manifest. And what I'm noticing is we have such a society built on good vibes only. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> there's a bit of a toxic positivity that we're trying to balance. Some of us have become aware of it and we're trying to mm -hmm. figure it out. Um, but grief is something that we like to avoid. And it's hard for us to walk through it and you have to walk through it to heal, you know, in Victorian times and in days of your whatever mm -hmm. time you want to think of, death was a very big part of their lives mm -hmm. because people had 12 children and 11 of them died and <laughs> the bodies were kept in the home until certain ceremonies were performed or be, they were buried on their own land. You know, in Victorian times, I mentioned specifically, they did a lot of death photos mm -hmm. to memorialize their loved ones. That stuff is not. We don't do that anymore. Therefore, our ability to know how to grieve and how to handle that is very limited. Mm -hmm. And I think we feel a lot of guilt. We feel a lot of shame. We also, when we have someone in our lives who are grieving, even if it's not a death, but grieving the loss of a friendship or anything, oftentimes at some point people go, okay, but when are you done? Because mm -hmm. this is taking a lot from me. You're a mm -hmm. lot right now, right? Yes. <laughs> and I just want to encourage you, if you're grieving for any reason, let yourself grieve, okay? Let yourself grieve. Go through it. Don't let anyone rush your grief. So I follow um, a an account on Instagram called What's Your Grief? And hmm. it talks about how to handle grief, how to deal with it in, with someone else who is grieving and how you can be helpful to them, things like that. So please check them out if you're, if you want any of that kind of information, but I want to read this to you. Um, this is five questions to ask yourself when everything feels terrible and outside of your control. Okay. Mm -hmm. Even if I absolutely, even if absolutely nothing external to me changes, what's one thing that I could do that would feel hopeful or make me smile this week? Okay, something to think about. When everything feels out of your control, what is one thing this week I can do that will make me feel hopeful or make me smile, even if it's just for a minute? Okay, mm -hmm. next, should I eat a snack, drink a glass of water, take a walk, take a nap, or do all four? <laughs> okay, I love that. Make time for yourself, your healing. Mm -hmm. Make the time to heal especially if you don't want to feel it because it's only going to come back worse. Sure. Okay. What is the one thing that I'm doing that is helping me right now? And what is the one thing I'm I am doing that is harming me right now? Try to identify those things so you can avoid one, whether that's your negative mental brain talking to you, yeah. tell it no. Okay. Just tell it no, you be quiet. I do not receive that. Okay. Um, and what am I doing that's helping me? Because do it again. Mm -hmm. All right? You deserve that. If my best friend were in my shoes, feeling what I'm feeling right now and doing what I'm doing right now, what would I tell them? 
Don't be mean to yourself. You wouldn't be mean to your friends. You help them and you tell them, hey, you're talking bad about yourself and I don't like it. Do that for you because you are your friend. You need to be your friend. You need to like yourself. You need to take care of yourself the way that you take care of others because you can't show up for others when you're not taking care of yourself. So true. And we forget that. Okay. What is one positive encounter or moment of joy that I've had this week? Just one. Just one, guys. Maybe it's listening to us cuckoo butts. (laughs) I don't know. But label it for yourself so that you know you have that moment, that thing of gratitude. Because that's going to help with healing too. Okay. And I'm actually going to read what um, what this person wrote because I always really enjoy the captions as well. Mm-hmm. I'll read that. We'll get out of here. Jessica, I adore you. I love seeing Same you. Same lady. Week. I know we have been doing a lot of big talking about things we're going to try and get out. We are really trying, I promise. Yes. <laughs> We don't have a studio behind us, but we're doing the best we can uh, to, to, you know, like I said, this is one thing Jessica and I do for ourselves and for others. So um, it's not a big deal, but it's, it's a platform we have and we're grateful and we have learned so much from all of you. um, And I couldn't be more grateful for our listeners and the things that I gleaned from you all over the years. Okay. When grief shatters your universe, it feels like everything is out of control. From there, it's only a short step to feelings of total helplessness and hopelessness. Our brains, self-protectively, naturally focus on the negative, scary, awful things around us, hoping to help us prepare for risk and danger. In doing that, we often miss the good things, the safe things, and the things that are in our control, however small they may be. It takes a deliberate effort to make that mental shift. And unfortunately, the moments we could most benefit from that shift, the most are the moments that it is the hardest to do it. These are five simple questions to ask yourself that can give you a little nudge in those moments, but they are far from the only five. Do you have any questions that you ask yourself that help you focus on things that are in your control? So anyway, think about those things. I'm going to read it real quick again. Even if absolutely nothing external to me changes, what's one thing I could do that would feel hopeful or make me smile this week? Should I eat a snack, drink a glass of water, take a walk, take a nap, or do all four? What's the one thing I'm doing that's helping me right now? What's the one thing I'm doing that's harming me? If my best friend were in my shoes, feeling what I'm feeling right now and doing what I'm doing right now, what would I tell them? And what is one positive encounter or moment of joy I've had this week? My moment of joy is often you, Jessica. So thank you. Oh, the feeling is mutual, my friend. Don't be afraid to grieve. Don't be afraid of it and don't be embarrassed of it. And don't let anyone rush you. You do what you need to take care and stay healthy mentally, physically, and spiritually. Okay? This was beautiful, Dana. Thank you for sharing that with everyone. Absolutely. The world is in grief right now Mm -hmm. for a lot of different reasons. We all need to hear it. Okay? That's right. All right. Love you guys. We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye.